0: And there it is. Does it sound like we know what we're doing? I think so. All right. W- Welcome yeah. to the <laughs> Kindness Economy podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Rebecca. I am Bonus Parent Baba on the
1: internets. You can find me all over the place. And yeah, I'm Courtney King. You can find me just search under C King, the letter C, the name King, my name. C King Solutions is my business. And we are. This week, we're going to be talking about uh, mental
0: health versus fitness health. Ooh. And uh, I was hanging out with my friends and I got a kick in the pants that I'm super stoked about. And um, I fell in love with Neil Gaiman again.
1: Oh, yeah. that happens, yeah. it's going to keep happening. It's too. like a cyclical thing, isn't <laughs> <Yes>. it? <It's- laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to talk some about meditation and insomnia. Um, I'm also going to talk some about gendered wealth transfer kind of funky words but there's a point to it and um i think i'm going to talk some about resilience as an asset
0: super fun but first our self-care i want to talk about um i set some physical goals for myself and i am not getting to them I was like in January I was like okay so I want to do top surgery and I want to start working out for that purpose right. and I have made no progress and it's like almost the end of February and I'm like there's this like ongoing thing with my m- mentality about since having kids I feel like I don't get anything done I feel like nothing really happens of course saying this ironically on my own produced
1: show I, like I know are I know and show is happening
0: I know I'm raising two amazing humans so that is happening yeah but when I think about you know what I used to be able to produce before children and what I am capable of producing right now I'm like dude what happened and I mean like I know that kids happen objectively that's what happened but uh, I'm like yeah. I have expectations for my own performance and I'm like well we're just going to be be happy with what happens. Whatever whatever you can get, that's what we're going to get done. That's what gets done.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're producing kids. Mm-hmm. Producing I kids
0: am, takes a lot. Producing kids is pretty hardcore. So, you know, sitting with the reality of I have to do things first. I had to set up the studio, mm-hmm. which is about, I would say it's about 80% there. Mm-hmm. I am batch processing with therapy. Which is a thing that like, I I don't go to the, I don't find it helpful to go to the therapist ongoing. I end up going about every five years for like six months. Okay. And that works for me. I'm in the middle of that right now. And it is, it is expensive when, when that's what's happening. So I don't have the money right now to pay for the trainer to do the other thing. Mm -hmm. So I have to get my mind right first. And then I can, you know, trajectory over there. That thing I talked about a month and a half ago. It's still there. I see there. you. Yeah, it's, it's still- there. I'm pointing into the distance over Courtney's head. Like there's something in the wall behind her, but that's not true. It's anyway,
1: staring at me. I know it.
0: It's there. And so that's just kind of, I wanted to take a moment to, you know, talk about that process of just like, I am usually a big old fitness nerd. And at this point, like, oh, well, we have to wait a second. Yeah, And there's things that are come first. And there's the things, you know, not just your ligaments and tendons that have to get aligned mm-hmm. for you to get your fitness in line. You need to get your mind right. And so, you know, just spending a moment to be like, yep, that's what you're doing. It's cool. You've only been to the gym once a week, maybe for a while. That's okay. And we're cool with that. You no, know, so that that's sort is- of you know, rest days and the power and the work that's being done when the physical work isn't being done. And just to acknowledge that.
1: Yes. I, one life happens and these are like, you can't control that. Sometimes I I joke that life, life's all over your face. Just
0: that's a hilarious visual. And I love that. Thank you. I mean, it just happens,
1: but there's such a focus on the active the doing the things that you see people out in the world doing like you know lifting weights or going for a run or playing soccer doing these like large obvious movements that there's a uh, a tendency to look away from or discount the thing the subtle work the quiet work the internal work the things that you do or uncover in therapy or the things that you wind up sitting with quietly in meditation. That's not, I was gonna say it doesn't lend itself to an Instagram feed, but I have seen people work that whole meditation wellness angle as far as like making it pretty. But it's not that uh, outward drive Uh, very yang focused yes i'm totally stealing language from my acupuncturist um i was about to say i don't even know what that means but i will look
0: it up and add it to the show notes for everybody else who doesn't know what that means that's fine
1: (laughs) but um yeah there is that tendency to say oh yeah there's this thing which i find interesting because my fitness for the week that i was going to talk about is about passive work um And I find it really interesting. There's uh, like I do all the active stuff that I do falls under what functional range conditioning. But there's a passive component of it. Um, When I first started going to the gym, there were three trainers that I worked with. And one of them took a break in order to go study um, functional release, I think is the term for it. I'm not sure what the technical term for it is, but it's, there's active, like if you raise your arm up over your head, like I'm raising my arm right now, and that's active motion, I am raising my hand. But if I relax, and let someone else raise my hand up over my head, and then feel where things slow down or get tight, like what can they observe in my arm in doing that motion, when I surrender muscular control to them, that's passive motion. So passive like i went the trainer is getting his certificates in that passive training and needs to collect hours mm. so i went like yes the hours can. are yeah
0: collecting hours is oh critical. yeah when you're
1: working on various certificates or trainings then yeah you have to go and practice but it's like yeah sure i have a bum hip please manhandle it see what's going on i like i am happy to be your guinea pig. So I went and laid down on the table and he examined my hip. And it was pretty interesting because he had me do all of my active range like, you know, raise your leg, twist it. Okay. And then started exploring my end range of motion like, how far can I twist it on my own? And then when he holds it in that place, what sort of force can I exert in it, in that joint? With him holding it immobile. And then when he lets go, how does that how does that exertion in the restricted range expand my capacity after the uh, restriction is taken away?
0: My applied kinesiologist is also a chiropractor and also does a bunch of that stuff, which yeah. is adjusting me. Uh-huh. Which I say in quotes because it's not like a normal adjustment. It's it's exactly what Courtney is describing. You're like She'll be like push against my hand yes, with your leg, yes, and we'll just sit there holding it for a second, mm-hmm.
1: and it, and then it's uh, you let it go, <laughs> and when you let go, it's like oh oh oh, there's all this motion there that's, and it's there's actually video of it, um, that I can share with you. It's on what oh, yeah. uh, Instagram, yes, um, that thing with the pictures,
0: but I can also share
1: videos. Yeah, I can I can share that with you. Because when you look at the video, there's not much going on. It's not a typical exercise video where you're like, oh yes, you're lifting the weight and doing all the outward focus things. No, it's me laying on the table and listening to a description of what increased focus and awareness in a joint is and like what sort of sensation I'm looking for. And it's, it's subtle and it's that sort of quiet awareness that's not tapped into often in modern society so like it was it was really interesting but it was also really hard i mean when i was going and pushing like each round of pushing was getting more and more intense i mean it's work yeah and like i think six rounds into it my hip sockets on fire Mm -hmm. i'm breathing hard i'm like my fists are pushed down into the table like i'm working to move things and then once that was done i was able to raise my leg and swing my hip open like a gate without listening to creaks or pops or anything like that it was quite lovely and i've maintained a lot of that uh range of motion since then it's been really great um so yeah that's i did a little
0: bit of that when i was at the baths where Mm -hmm. i would just uh there's a way to do um like side to side while you're in a, a like, your legs are spread, and you're in a squat, and you go, to like, shift side to side. Uh, What are they called? What? Cossacks or something? Probably. Something. Yeah. I'll that's find a video. We'll like, put yeah. it in the show notes. But it's just, like, opening up and moving your hip joints back and forth, and, like, it really opens up your range of motion, mm-hmm. and just trying to maintain that depth, which I haven't done a great job of, but I'm doing my best, you know. Uh, no, it feels great. So great. Yeah. So, uh, I had awesome... Uh, last week, the in-laws came to visit. Mm. And it was really, really sweet. They have the cutest little babies, um, which are not really babies. They're ones, two, and ones, four. Five. Just turned five. Those are so babies. they're tiny. They're real cute. Super great. But, like... There's this thing where, like, I am basically just super controlling of my space. And, like, to be welcoming is hard because i freak out and even Mm. if i don't freak out like my face freaks out you know my face gets all screwed up about like a mess you know and like (laughs) um there's just so many little children in my house and i have little children but they don't actually live here and also and i say this with all due respect but just with the different lifestyle they live out in rural idaho and or montana And they just don't have the same rules and they have a much freer existence out there
1: that is true
0: um they get to run and stomp inside all they want you cannot do that at my house you cannot because we have people who live below us that is not polite to them it doesn't realities
1: of urban life it
0: doesn't it's, it's not even like they're stomping on the floor, and that's what it is. The sound actually reverberates down the walls. Mm -hmm. It can can sound like the children are running on their ceiling because it actually reverberates up to the people who live above us too. So it's just like all of the walls around everyone are just like (laughs) as the children go running across the hallway. And I'm like, you know, freaking out all the time and trying to be chill. Meditation was really great for that. <laughs> Just to be, I want to be welcoming. I want them to feel like they're welcome in my home because I want I want them here. Yeah. They are so lovely. They've been the, the couple that has done the least um, othering of us.
1: Mm. That is
0: Im- important. And, you know, as a, like, I was, her first long-term gay relationship. And so it was like the first time they had to have those conversations. Mm. And they have been the most open and the most kind and great with us. Um, So I want them to be welcome. I want them to continue coming. They've made a great effort and I want to make that effort. Um, But it is an effort. And when they are leaving, I am like, oh, I am so glad to see you go. I love you. (laughs) I will see you next time. Um, but I loved having them here, and I loved that they are fearless about sharing their opinions, mm-hmm. and that we can actually have the exchanges very similar to what happens here between us. Mm-hmm. And one of the um, one of the things overall that is happening to me is I'm realizing the podcast itself is such a good fit because I was debating economic philosophy in the kitchen with my sister-in-law and like in the way that I have always done with her right and she identified it as thank you for talking about your podcast with me this is the first time she's identified it as a podcast and it was really interesting to me to realize oh that is what we're doing is that thing that I always do <laughs> And I do it with people at the gym and I'm super pumped to talk about it all the time. And it's starting to be like, oh, this is a real good fit. Just the ease with which I can engage with this. And I also love just having an opportunity to be exposed to them and, and make sure that like as we are creating a vision of our utopia with this project, basically, mm. I want to make sure that that version of utopia sees people like her and her family. And there's a lot of ways that, like, you know, the liberal utopias can sometimes leave the rural folks out.
1: That is true.
0: And I do not want to do that. I know that there's a lot of ways that basically urban liberals will effectively only bring up rural folks for the purposes of making fun of them. And that's basically the extent of our conversation about them is that they're either dumb or hilarious for being dumb.
1: Yeah, no. It's not super not so great. Much.
0: It's not great. Those are actual people that live there. And they have actual feelings and it takes... it. And it, it's
1: inaccurate.
0: It's inaccurate and it's absolutely worth listening to them. Even if, yeah. you know, they might be racist. They might. They might be ill-informed. But you don't have to beat them over the head with that and it's totally worth just letting them finish their thought before you correct them. (laughs) Just just let them finish a thought because we don't. And I caught myself doing it and I caught my spouse doing it and I know we do it all. (laughs) Uh. And there's nothing we can do until we start to listen to them. So I just wanted it was I I loved having them and I loved getting the the opportunity to talk about them and to acknowledge openly that like my version of utopia acknowledges rural America and is just like the 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 purpose to me for things like UBI allow for the young people of rural America to stay in their communities.
1: That you don't have to go chase. You don't have to go the to that,
0: You don't have to chase the jobs to the. Da, 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 da. You can stay in your communities and start a business and take care of your mom or whatever the case may be. That's what universal basic income to me does for folks out there, mm-hmm. and that's super important to me. And I, am so glad that they came to visit, and I love them.
1: Yay, mm-hmm. <laughs> yay, in laws. I, I did go hard on the meditation this week because i have been dealing with insomnia
0: Mm, fun i say sarcastically
1: um i passed i passed the 101 days in a row that was last week so you're definitely further along so yeah i haven't i've stopped looking at the number and i just Mm. do it now it's like
0: okay fine i don't i'm at 68 i'm still looking
1: (laughs) you'll still look for. I'm looking. While. But um it's there on Insight Timer. There are sleep meditations and I listen to a lot of them. Um and there's a set of meditations called Yoga Nidra?
0: Yoga Nidra. I've been doing some of those. Yes.
1: And I had a pretty interesting experience because a lot of times I'll do a sleep meditation and fall asleep. Great. Love that stuff. When But doing the yoga nidra, um, I doing the yoga nidra while having insomnia meant that I fell into that meditative state and was very relaxed, very at ease, very calm, but also still awake. And I reached that state where, like, I became aware of the changes in my body as my body unwound and started to relax. But my brain was still very on everything. And it was restful, but it was not sleep.
0: No. <laughs>
1: no. Yoga Nidra is not sleep.
0: I mean, the Yoga Nidra helps me sleep. I do it.
1: it it's it is an amazing practice. I got to observe some really interesting things in my body, but it is not sleep.
0: I definitely get <clears throat> more restful sleep before mm. if, if I yoga needred before sleep. Yeah. Um, I'm also like just kind of generally experimenting with all of the different meditations that they have that are available, just to get all of whatever it is. And I'm experimenting all over the place to just mm. you kind know, of t- taste all of it to see what it is. So, Some days it'll be like, I've done one session, and some days it'll be like, I've done ten.
1: Yeah. It's a a smorgasbord.
0: It's a lot to choose from, so it's a little... I'm still a little chaotic about when and what I'm doing.
1: Chaos is fine. (laughs) Chaos is awesome. Yeah. Chaos, yeah. Ride it.
0: So speaking of chaos, I saw some of our friends this weekend. Oh. Mm, The clowns. Uh, The clowns they gathered. Yes. And I hung out with them, and... On the more on the like, you know, it's what we're doing is building and vibing on a thing that is like feeling like it's really hitting a stride.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I hung out with uh Kat and Tex Mm -hmm. and spent some time with Kat, and uh, she basically gave me like a kick in the pants about the work and doing different parts of it and what parts I should be doing and what parts I should be outsourcing. Mm, Okay. And so I tried to hire people. I'm going to get more into that a little bit later, but mostly I want to talk about just the, you know, to have someone sit me down and be like, this is good. This, what you're doing. I'm super into this. Keep doing this. And I'm just going to like,
1: yeah, I was like,
0: yes, I hear you. And the, just the the coach like I've been coaching a lot of business owners and doing the thing of like you do this this is how this works and like I felt like I got coached at the thing and then just like yes I hear you I'm gonna do what you say and then I'm gonna text you when I've done the thing that you said because I know as a coach I love getting those text messages
1: (laughs) yeah
0: it's awesome so just to be on the other side of that exchange Mm -hmm. and just, you know, the power of community and the people that we have around us. And like, this is just somebody who knows me really well. We've lived together before. Like, it's just, you know, she knows that my problem is that I'm a control freak and that I'm not going to want to let go of the work. Like I can do all of it, but I don't, don't, maybe I shouldn't. (laughs) So Yeah, we're going to get more into that a little bit later.
1: Oh, my. (laughs) Ah, Yeah, no, I actually on kind of going off of that, um, ran into a friend this weekend, and uh, we went for a walk. We hadn't really hung out for a while since, um, since last summer, and she's been binging our shows and, like, keeping up. It's almost caught up and has just gotten to the shift. I don't know what to call it. The beginning of this season. The, yeah. yeah. And she's like, "What? Well, yeah, yeah. I like, I was, I saw where you were going. And then when this started, it's like, yes. And it was so affirming to hear that. Mm-hmm. Oh, because there, I still have a very strong sense of, yes, we're out here doing things and saying things and putting words into microphones that I don't know where these words are coming from Mm -hmm. and i don't know where we're going with it but we're getting a lot more feedback along the lines of whatever you're doing do more of that like just Mm -hmm. okay all right there was definitely a shift for me where like
0: i was trying to not be political (laughs) and i think (laughs) like there's just like a you have to know me well enough to understand that like I can't go thirty seconds without getting political. But like, you know, it's divisive and da 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 like, okay, well yeah, it's divisive, but like I cannot separate myself from my feelings and I, I cannot dear Lord, I have tried. I cannot stop them from coming out of my face. <laughs> you know? <laughs> sometimes it's gonna be with words, sometimes it's gonna be with shouts. Sometimes it's going to be with tears. You know, whatever the hell it is, it's going to come out of my face. Even if it's not with, like, volume, it'll just be, like, my Your forehead eyebrows. and eyebrows are just, like, screwed up. Like, dude, you just, what the fuck is happening right now is totally all over my face when yeah. I see that.
1: See, and with me, I I soak in mine. I stew. I stew quietly because, you know... At- as a black woman, I'm not supposed to get loud. I'm not supposed to get overt. I'm not supposed to make myself known. I'm not supposed to let myself be heard. Mm-hmm. So I will sit and steam. Absolutely stew. You've seen me stew. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm still learning, unlearning, a lot of things, and like learning how to say more about what's going on in me. Which surprise. There's a lot of politics in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, just...
0: It was actually funny. One exchange that I had with my brother-in-law, and he Mm. was like, you know, I get so sick of the black politics. And I was like, you know, it's kind of a thing.
1: You know, I'm tired of it
0: too. It's just (laughs) different for people who aren't white. And I just, you know, get him in his eyes. Like, that's real.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I am very,
0: you know, I get tired of you know as as a queer person being alive and happy and having a family is a political act and the further along we get because of the way progress works for queers differently than it works for black folks it's less of a big deal it's less of a political act Mm. And it's a bit of a, it. it it's still like, um, it's almost like a choice of whether you pr- choose to participate in that political act. You can still choose to be closeted. I don't know how exactly that works, but that's still a thing that people it, can choose can do to that. do. You can't choose can't. to be closeted about being black. That's yeah, not no. a thing. You don't get to turn off that, you know, existing is a political statement for a yeah. lot of people.
1: So like trying to be invisible, trying to minimize yourself and like be fly under the radar as best you can. Can you tell that's something I did a lot? That's something I did a lot. It's something I fall back on a lot too. It sucks, Um, but like-
0: We can't do both of those things and this.
1: Yeah, like being vocal, um, acknowledging my joy, embracing things that bring me pleasure, having fun in public, just being good. All these things are political, not because i deem them political but because they like they're imbued with that politic because, it, because of where we are and what we're soaking in it's
0: just we live in a homogenous society and anything yeah, outside like, of that homogeny is is viewed as a political statement yeah
1: like my labor my joy my everything is something that's meant to be packaged for the benefit of someone else Ooh, mm. i'm going to stop right there because i'm going to go off the deep end and we have like, a Ooh. whole other segment
0: <laughs> We have a whole other See, segment. See, that's me
1: quieting myself down. We have a
0: whole other segment. Good job.
1: <laughs> mm. It's okay. Wow, I even clipped, didn't I?
0: You did a little bit. It's yeah. okay. We have the gear. So are you, or we?
1: Yeah, yeah oh. we, can, we can walk this back some and come back and visit the, visit the business.
0: All right. <laughs> segment two. Bam. In a second. And welcome back to the business section i am super super pumped i have hopefully fixed the problem with itunes and i will resubmit
1: oh 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 itunes itunes the uh
0: the overlord of podcasts obviously podcasts named after the ipod which almost no one remembers but they are the official overlords and we must appease them and um what i learned with what we did was uh the problem is you can't put any profanity anywhere in the titles or descriptions for any of your stuff that would show up on the catalog listing because the catalog listing is the like for the general audience space Mm -hmm. and even if you self-censor your vulgarity which is what we did i had in the description for the show i have or had uh externalities And protectionism are bullshit, but I like kind of asterisk it so it didn't actually say bullshit. Yeah, but it that was not adequate, and so I removed that. I went extra safe, and also we we at the end of all of our stuff. I have be kind, motherfuckers. Yeah, and I know that that's not a description that shows up. It's just that little mini description at the at the top, but just to be safe, I don't want to anger the overlords of podcasts, so. Mm. I moved that to whatever. I actually got help from my sister-in-law because I was like, dude, look, I know they busted me for cursing, and you're more sensitive to this than I am. Can you please read this and tell me where you find the words that I need to st- to get rid of?
1: <laughs> yes. Everybody has their talents. So, So
0: that happened, <sighs> and... Uh, I went back to the podcast class last mm-hmm. night, and oh. just just long enough. It, it was actually really useful because I hadn't yet thought about, and it's so silly of me to not have thought of this. Just going to the iTunes podcast app and looking at what is at the top. What are the most popular podcasts right now? I know. Uh, what is oh. it, Joe? Is it Joe Rogan? Uh-huh. Is that the guy? that we were listening to when you came in? I, I don't think remember. So listening to his show he's like super popular all the time like i've been listening to him all the time Uh, people reference his thing all the time we're using the same microphones that he uses oh which is a thing that i know because you know i'm always looking up everybody's gear anyway nerds (laughs) um so i've been checking out i was checking out his show and it's like, you know, he's the guy, he does MMA stuff, and he's like a, a judge, I guess, or a commentator for MMA stuff now. He did a lot of uh, mixed martial arts fighting, mm-hmm. and basically he knows a bunch of badasses, and him and his badass friends just like shoot the shit for like a couple hours. And it's just like the, the action movie version of a podcast, where just these guys are, you know, badasses and talking about stories from being badasses. Which is mostly cool. Okay. There's some actual stuff where he's actually a pretty sensitive guy. Um, I think that there was, you know, obviously there's some, some um, places for improvement, we'll say. You know, he opened with like, you know, he wants to whine about social justice warriors and stuff and, and people complaining about things that don't matter. And it's like, well, you know what? As a white dude, I bet it doesn't matter to you. And I, I understand that perspective. But you're wrong, bro just you know
1: i'm more of a social social justice ranger i think
0: probably i would say mage personally perhaps per i would say maybe what's the one bard i love the bard class that's totally my jam yeah anyway uh i i i get why it's popular and i'm gonna listen to a few episodes i i think that he also talks about self-care which is neat Mm. he also sort of speaks to um a sort of I know sometimes centrism is, un- is unhelpful, and I feel like I spoke directly to the kind of centrism that he has that is unhelpful, specifically, already. I don't want to get too much into that. Otherwise, he's talking about, like, the ways that, you know, when he's in a fight and when he's sparring with someone, he's just so focused, and that's his meditation. Mm. Like, that kind of sensitivity to, you know, the alpha male situation. And I like that, that he talks about that. And I like that he's also talking about you know, a lot of different stuff. And one of my superpowers, I would say, is the ability to sort of swim through cesspools of media and not be offended by what I find. I mean, I'll yell at the radio like an old man, but I'll still keep listening because I believe in the value of the content and I believe the value here is understanding how popular podcasts work.
1: Okay. All right. All right. There's a lesson to be had in there.
0: So I'm listening to it. And there's a bunch of other stuff. I mean, there's some stuff that's like, you know, uh, crime dramas and blah, blah, blah. I'm not really that into that. I understand Mm -hmm. how they work. I don't need to listen to that. Um, But listening to what is popular to make us better Mm -hmm. is what I'm doing. Okay. Understanding what is being talked about in the podosphere i don't know if that's a word i just like making up words (laughs) words Uh, words are fluidy um so uh yeah just sort of experiencing what is happening out there seems cool And there's a couple of other podcasts that are similar to his there's a guy in the top 15 maybe that's like mike something something and he's like a former uh navy seal those kind mm. of guys you know yeah there's the alpha male uh like square jaw. bro down yeah it's like an alpha male bro down show and it's like okay i get that it's sure. like a
1: confluence of square jaws it is
0: it is and there's a lot of people that enjoy punching those square jaws and there's a lots of those square jaws that enjoy to be punched it's a whole cycle of they're delighted by their violence it's fine um, okay um it's it's a consensual violence you know uh, oh yes So that's, I'm perfectly happy with them finding consensual outlets for that violence. So that's sort of the homework for the show at this moment is the like, we are in the iTunes uh, gauntlet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And just like getting out there to experience other people's work. Um, And I'm really glad that I went to class last night because that's where I got the idea. And so I got two more of those classes left. And that's sort of the, the main, you know,
1: the main thing, the main work here, the main push uh, um, for work. Uh, I'm it's it's raining clients. I'll say that <laughs> there's a lot of work going on. I've actually uh, over the past week, couple of weeks, I've talked about work increasing its pace and feeling. A little overwhelmed by it but now everything else feels like it's going sideways and the volume of work that I have now feels like an anchor mm. and it's it's an interesting shift where it's like all right this is what we're doing now and we're just gonna roll with it and now we come up for air and back down and, and sort of getting into that groove um I would I won't go so far as to say I've hit my stride completely um, because there are still a couple of things where it's like, all right, yes, I still need to smooth that process over some, but it's, a, it's there's a definite shift in how I've been feeling about the volume of work and handling it and everything. Um, and in the meantime, bleh, I've been thinking about a lot of peripher- peripheral things that are relevant to what I do. Um, one of the things like on my notes I wrote down resilience is an asset. Um, and I'm actually going to double back to this note um, because it's relevant now. Um, there's a group that I follow on Instagram called The Nap Ministry and they do performance art based on rest.
0: Uh, Perform. I mean, I like performing. I also like napping. So I like this. I like where this is going. Carry yeah, on.
1: Yeah. And it's um, sort of a deliberate questioning of productivity um, and doing the things that you need to do in order to take care of yourself, in order to cultivate your own resiliency. Take a freaking nap. Like the modern culture is not really set up to encourage people to chill or slow down or move at their own pace. It's very much turning folks into automatons functioning in service of some larger profit-generating thing.
0: The the Spaniards have a thing called siesta, and it's a, a very important thing. I am a fan of siesta.
1: Yes. And like examining rest as a revolutionary act as deciding to not participate in turning yourself into this profit producing machine
0: so just the idea of that that rest is not productive is is
1: going sh- back to what we were talking yeah, about I, at the beginning of the show
0: i just can't it's not real when you're resting your body is working its hardest
1: yes like that first it's pushing out fingernails your
0: hair when you go to sleep the very first moment at night until whenever you wake up whatever that turn is Mm -hmm. that is the most healing your body is doing in the shortest amount of time the most healing is that first moment of stillness when you are asleep
1: like that is when the magic happens and rethinking rest as an important component of your resiliency and that resilient like that resiliency is yours it is it's inherent to you and it it, it is an asset your resi- your rest contributes to your resiliency and your resiliency is an important asset that you possess but then like it's almost like a video game what do you spend it on
0: your resiliency yeah i mean (laughs) i spend it on this um that actually kind of uh doves into what i'm talking about right now with uh failure Mm. and failing early failing often failing all the time to figure things out and this week the failure was not just the itunes but also uh i've been working when my friend kicked me in the pants this weekend she was like okay you have the footage why haven't you produced a video and, 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 okay. and, and, there's a little bit of just because you can, like, for example, I have the skills to produce the video. And she was like, just because you can produce the video doesn't mean you should. You can also hire somebody else to do it. And it was just enough of a kick in the pants to just sort of like, okay, I'm going to try to do this and try to figure this out. And, and I didn't even end up getting a video made by somebody else. What happened was I had trouble transferring the files to them because it's huge. We were sitting here talking for an hour, always, More more than an hour. It's a lot. It was like 40 gigs of content that I was trying to get to this person to do it. And I know how working this works. I wanted to give her notes so that she doesn't have to sit there, you know, going through all of the content, figuring it out. That's expensive. So by the time I'm like, get all the files together and the notes, and I'm sending it to her like, we're like 25% of the way there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just I'm going to just have her do it and I'm going to do it myself and just see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. See what the difference is, and then the next time if I want to hire somebody to do something, I have an example exactly of what I want it to look like, and that's a little bit easier to communicate. Yeah. So, well, I went ahead with it. By the next morning, she still hasn't figured out how to download the files. I don't quite like this is the first time I've hired somebody remotely that I need to fi- file transfer this much too. So maybe I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. She can't figure out her end. I can't figure out my end, but by the next morning I had done finishing the, the editing and I was like, you know what? I'm ending this contract. Thank you for your time. We're good. And, and I got through all of it of producing it. I got it up. I, I, I got it up on YouTube. I produced the slide for YouTube. Oh, I I did I, I did about ninety nine percent of everything. I get it up, and it's a, a sixty one minute video. And just like looking back on that, like it that's a movie. Mm-hmm. We are not producing movie quality footage for this, folks. This no. is just a single shot staring at us. There's a whole chunk of the Rantafesto that's totally out of focus, so I couldn't even really use conceivably that. just use that because it's. Poop it starts out out of focus like who's gonna watch that (laughs) me sure my spouse sure couple of my friends great but it's not good content that i want up on for posterity like that's not where we're that's not what we're doing um what i want to do once i got it up there and realized like this is a super meandery thing like people will listen to this you know while they're cleaning their house or whatever that case if they're on their commute whatever it is we can be kind of meandering and chilling and it's even real nice now without the lights yeah, for the we're video not we're not, not doing the video so it's actually even less produced it's real super casual I noticed like right at the beginning I was like whoa this is this is feels more mellow. really different um and to not have to fuss with all that other stuff is really great and and just like realizing that the meat of our content the real good stuff is that ranta at the end yeah. where what what if we just got you know if we set up the set for recording those specifically and get the vampire ring light you know <laughs> so we get the vampire eyes in the video yeah. learn our lines and just like you know ranta it directly into the camera the way it really should be and we can sort of use this time to workshop the various rent to we want to do and batch process them and have them, you know, scheduled out for four to six weeks or whatever. That sounds totally dope. And I wouldn't have figured any of this out had I not basically produced something that I kind of knew was going to fail. Mm. Like I knew this wasn't going to work. But I've also like, I know I mentioned Neil Gaiman earlier. I love that man so much. And uh, and they got me those marketers. They got me good. They got Uh-oh. me right in my pocket. And um, I'm like surfing Facebook or whatever social media. And it's like- They have that masterclass thing. You, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like, Neil Gaiman teaches you storytelling. And I'm like, oh, take my money. Take it. Get it, go. I wanted. I wanted to just listen <laughs> to and talk to me. I love him so much. Um, and he talked. One of the f- like really first good lessons that I feel like I picked up from the content was you learn so much by finishing a failure.
1: Mm, okay. I
0: knew. When it was looking at 40 gigs, 41 something gigs. And I was like, I, that's not good. My intuition was like, that's not a good start. <laughs> this person on the other side, like, I do eventually have to hire somebody. This person on the other side cannot get this chunky <laughs> shit out of nowhere. Like, this reverse, is not, reverse, reverse. This is not actually a thing that's working. I know that that's still not working. I still finished it and did the uploading, made the f- slide, did all the things like I'm supposed to. I uh, prematurely got a Tube Buddy account, mm-hmm. which is a a way to SEO. It's a SEO tool for YouTube that I I really like. Okay, I'll put it in the show notes, of course. Um, but there's no. It was terrible. I even knew that the meat is the Rantafesto, and when I got to the Rantafesto and it's out of focus, I'm like, Ugh. garbage. Keep going. <laughs> 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 you, you just keep going just, just yeah you know that looks like shit and you're gonna keep going and you're just gonna finish this
1: power through sometimes you just gotta power through and i
0: learned so much and like he was so right like that he didn't really like the story that he tells in the class is like he didn't really learn anything like he started a million things and he knew it wasn't gonna work and just stopped and it wasn't until the part where he got to you know This isn't going to work, but I'm just going to keep going anyway. And so, like, I had him in the back of my mind the whole time, and I'm just like, I know this isn't going to work, and I'm just going to keep going anyway, and I'm so glad that that's where we ended up. It's like, oh, I have have such a solid plan for what we're going to do on YouTube because because I completed the failure. Yeah. So, failing... Is that other thing of like, resilience, you got to fail.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: You got to be willing to fail.
1: Yeah. Not attached to the outcome. Just, just like,
0: eat it. Just, just eat it.
1: Ugh. Well, that feels like it dovetails into the next thing for me. <laughs> we're so good at we ah! like We're getting better at this whole like, getting in vibe with each other. But like the, uh, I had I had an interesting experience this week that I'm not quite ready to talk about. But one of the things that happened in the I don't know unpacking of it all was that someone brought up Facebook as a an example of how to properly go about business, as in you know. But they
0: literally brought up the like. Move fast and break things, right? Like like
1: their motto is move fast and break things. Facebook's motto
0: is not that anymore because mistakes were made.
1: Yeah. But the thing is like one, bringing up moving fast and breaking things. I, in the conversation, I just kind of paused and was thinking, really? We're going there. Okay. Um, But also... There there are multiple things going on here. One, um, the comeback to that was, well, the, you know, they, they've made some mistakes, but look, they're a multi-billion dollar company. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is it really all about them? Like, At how what cost? Once? How about for <sighs> once we take a step back and say, you know what? Maybe we don't have to get all the money. Maybe we don't. Maybe we can slow down and look at some other things. Like will will you be Scrooge McDuck swimming in a pool full of coins? No. No, you won't. That would not even be fun. I mean, really, can you imagine where those coins would get I mean seriously. It... <laughs> but <laughs> but you you will using that whole move move fast and break things um kind of speaks to this um I don't know, disposability of people and this disposability of of people's resilience. It turns people's, that asset of people's resilience into something to be burned through, I don't know, in order to get all the coins. And it just didn't sit right with me. I I felt very weird about it and started to think about like, another way to look at the facebook motto which is apparently is not their motto anymore it's not necessarily move fast to break things and break things it's uh move fast and break people like when you start to look at people as things that are broken in service of achieving this goal of profitability or more profit i don't even i don't know if profit it is, is the right the thing most but like
0: infuriating thing to me that modern economics it, it turns it turns humans into numbers and 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 like it, there's a there's a scene in moneyball where like they made a lot of money and it's because terrible terrible things that just happened to the economy and they started dancing and Uh, Brad Pitt's character like scolds them so hard with a real real number that is for every percent of unemployment thousands of people die Mm. and that's real yeah and we treat you know commodifying labor the way that we have is is inhumane We've got this whole situation where like, we we believe that people have to work. Doing what? Like what is particularly dignified about the shit work that people have to do just to get by?
1: But there's that have to work thing where it's um, all this technology that keeps getting developed, the more, the bigger, the better, the faster, in order to streamline our lives, to fit more, fill in the blank, in so that ostensibly we work less you know like making having computers it makes our jobs easier that means we're going to work less right no like there's more keeps creeping in it's like uh people's possessions expand to fit all available space right the work is expanding to fit all available efficiencies
0: and the second you just (laughs) decide to you know do you're just going to do something else you could if you could just stop doing the shitty thing you could maybe do anything else that would be
1: like just uh, so that whole notion that we seem to have arrived at where moving fast and breaking things is looked at as i don't know the pinnacle of business wisdom is like
0: i feel like there's a point where there needs to be some sort of valuation on whether or not people are happy because there seems to me, in 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 talking to my in-laws, and there's a thing on Twitter. I'll totally tag it and put that in there. Of just like people seem to be in two camps. Of I suffered through this, and so everybody must suffer through this. And I suffered through this, and so no, no one, one should have to suffer through this. Yes, I saw and that. And I just don't. I just think that if there's going to be some sort of you know revelation among a lot of humanity where we realize that you know what maybe whoever suffers the most isn't the metric you know maybe we shouldn't make suffering the the only thing that's motivating people and i feel like that's what capitalism produces is a reality where like the only thing people can possibly imagine motivating people to do the thing is a lack of suffering if you don't do the job you will suffer Mm, okay i want to know what if we decided what would make people happy and what would what would they do if they were happy i don't want to be like let's make this person suffer until i can make them and motivate them to do what i want and i feel like that's sort of the disconnect right now with capitalism It's, it's like you're going to fail until you suffer and then the suffering will motivate you to do better and then you won't fail it's like well
1: how calvinist of you
0: uh, that's (sighs) brutal man there's uh yeah and yeah the justification of like allowing poverty of like well they just failed
1: yeah like like, no failure
0: is a tool when can failure be a tool i want failure to be a tool and we can't it's not a moral judgment It's no it's just an opportunity to learn we learn the most from failure from completing that failure
1: that is true
0: and presumably that is where you would get the resilience from in addition to the self care which in my case at least oh god this so much failure <laughs> the working to failure and understanding the like the needing to do all that pre-work the needing to take care of myself in order to take care of my kids mm. yeah that part figuring that part out thank god i did it early um but
1: that act the the working to failure line act takes me back to uh actually track practice in high school um because coach davis would run us until we were dog tired And then, the workouts would start. Yeah, it was, she would run us into the ground, and then she would say, like, work us to failure. Because that is where the growth starts.
0: That's what teaches you your true capacity.
1: and i remember like can't we just have the workout and she's like nope and we would keep doing drills until everybody's just like ready to fall down and she's like okay get get up everybody on the line oh oh this sucks Mm. but then we do it
0: (laughs) the work that i'm trying to get into right now is about reframing failure
1: Mm. and that's where
0: i was like you started talking about um alchemy yeah, I started talking about alchemy and what alchemy does that's different. And I haven't really got into it yet. I want to spend more time studying alchemy because what it does is it's not about pass fail. It's like changing states. Yes. And it's teaching you what well, I just want to spend time with those metaphors of changing state and what it means to change state. It's a little bit of what I'm doing with the, with the elements in my meditations mm-hmm. and understanding and, and being being a different shape in my body in a vibration kind of way I that's sort of like I don't have a rentifesto specifically about this but just the failing early failing often but also just finding new paradigms whether it's alchemy or you know elemental powers or even if it's religion for you you know getting a sense of reframing away from just the idea of failing is a bad thing like failing is a change of state and we need to get away from the fear of failing because there's just that's where that protectionism comes in is that fear of failing and to me the ubi the universal basic income and that medicare for all option is it actually disconnects the business owner and the business itself from the basics
1: of life
0: the reality that when I need to lay people off they could die yes because their livelihood is connected to my business model and if I fail my employees could die if I fail my employees lose access to their health care of course I have to succeed at all costs when we disconnect our business models from the need to provide a living wage to human beings with things like universal basic income, or you healthcare. are free to fail. You are free to take chances.
1: But then you come up with way more awesome iterations and way more interesting You can take changes.
0: better risks. It's amazing what this could do if we could just have the freedom to fail all the time without it meaning death failure should not mean death it's everything we learn is in failure unless you're flying squirrel suits which is those winged suits oh, apparently like every single person this is the stuff i learned listening to joe wrote right he every single human being involved in the development of those squirrel suits is dead wait what seriously <laughs> the first person <laughs> The first, per- the person who invented it, according to them, the person who invented it, died in the maiden voyage. I don't even know how a, how a, a pastime continues after that. If they can do it, folks, we can do it. We need to, you know, that's a choice that that individual makes for themselves. Build right? a better squirrel they, suit. If you want to build a squirrel suit, you got to strap it on yourself. Okay. <laughs> they they did not externalize that risk and i respect them for that wow. even though they're dead
1: uh, yikes that
0: wow you got to be willing you got to be willing to strap on your own squirrel suit and the way that we've done things where you know the way to get talent is to provide a good livelihood for people that's still going to be a thing but yeah. i want it to fail only so far
1: yeah there's something to be said for lowering the stakes i mean like thinking about the resiliency as an asset and like breaking moving fast and breaking people that's um lowering the stakes so that it's not that you're breaking people
0: you can go back to breaking things you can break a thing plenty of things to break
1: um that's (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's motivational but it doesn't matter like oh wait we just (laughs) turned a corner there (laughs) no but like ah and i'm this thought is forming like as we're talking right now but Lowering the stakes around, actually, yeah. Lowering the stakes around failure. Mm -hmm. Lowering the stakes around what is considered something going off the rails. That's so. So that it's not that, oh fuck, I lose my insurance and I lose like all this other stuff.
0: And as as paternalistic as perhaps it sounds, that's basically what I do with my kids. And if we're gonna live in a civil capitalist society, I want the government to sort of do that with people of just like this is how far we're gonna go yeah and that's like i allow my kids to go this This far far. but their play their stakes for failure are real low i don't let them play in front of the stairs okay they have already fallen down the stairs just to be clear (laughs) (laughs) i failed that too they're bouncy it's mostly fine they they learned the the economy we shouldn't create we need to free up business to be able to be flexible and by by linking people's ability to like feed themselves and their families to other people's business models that's just a recipe for shit <laughs> and it it you know it, it's it, all the stratification it's all the things <laughs> Mm. I
1: see words, words. Yeah, see, that we're gonna write manifesto.
0: They, we're gonna, we're gonna develop that manifesto. Oh, because yeah,
1: there's the that whole gendered wealth transfer.
0: Hmm. Sometimes the failure for others is a lot harder than the failure for some.
1: Yeah, like uh, I actually, re- I'm gonna pull this up because I want to read it. Interesting that multiple women use their windfalls, including a MacArthur Genius Grant child care. That's a tweet by Harmonic Pants, Harmonica Pants um, talking about a woman who won a MacArthur award in 2013 and she was asked what are you going to spend the money on and she said I'm going to spend it all on household help so I can spend more time with my kids and more time on my job. Backing up a step from that one of the points that was made in the conversation around that was many if not most men can still often count on unpaid care work done by women around them, a gendered wealth transfer. Whereas women have to pay for that work to be done in order to free up their own time for work or play or other creative endeavors. That sort of uh, expectation around work in the home, the work of, like the activities of daily living, Mm -hmm. the things that make life crank on outside of business. Um, and starting to kind of look at that wall that's between life, home, business. Like, why are those, why are they not looked at more on equal footing? And why isn't the work that's done in them looked at more on an equal footing? Um, like, it is a transfer of wealth. And when women opt to, and like, let me back up from that, because it's not, always women that make this choice but when people choose to step into caregiving Mm. in general be it children be it elderly parents be it friends be it people in their community that they value when they step into a caregiving role that is divorced from people's business models they wind up falling through the cracks in such tremendous ways where they're not paying into uh the social security system so they like miss out on that sort of like little catcher's mitt underneath them in and addition they miss to out, like lost
0: wages just
1: yeah there's just specifically there's lost wages there's like i don't know access to their own health care since they're oh. not employed by somebody they right. have to like jump through hoops or find somebody to partner with in order to get their own health care needs met and why mm-hmm. why And and it's but Maybe it's weird that I'm asking why. I feel like it's weird that I'm asking why, but I feel obligated to ask fucking why. What is up with that? Um, and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the assumption, the assumption there, I think I might have talked about this in passing last season, it's sort of tied into what seems like is becoming an outdated structure aware of uh, fam- familial structure with the nuclear family. You get married. You have a wife that produces children. The children are labor. and y- A but- wife
0: that produces children and a clean house for you to come home to with dinner in it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I- <sighs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- I'm making a lot of faces right now. It's okay. I'm... Mm. <laughs> But there's that, that expectation of homes having a value producing unit, a, a value producing individual in it, um, discounting that person's need, want, desire for things outside of that. Maybe reevaluating the distribution of that, the val- like mm-hmm. what value is placed on that. <sighs> Mm. I, mm. I'm getting tripped up I'm just gonna stop <laughs> it's okay I think we're good mm.
0: so we're gonna call it we're gonna call it thank you so much to yes. all of our listeners thank you if you would like to give us a comment or give us feedback yeah I, uh,
1: I wanna hear kind kindness econ,
0: kindnessecon at gmail.com the website was down last week but I fixed it kindnessecon.com <laughs> and uh yeah please take care of yourselves and the people and the world around you
1: yeah let's let's go find out what the future holds
0: i hope to see you in the future